Welcome to a supernatural encounter through the word preached by Bishop Ernest Ayi. Bishop Ernest is the chairman of the Greater Love Church, a vibrant denomination under the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. This message will revive, restore, and refresh you in ways only God's word can. Be blessed as you listen.
on top of your enemies. Wow. I said, wow. Are you excited to be here? What a blessing. Now thank we all our God with hands happily. We're very happy in the service and then we shared the grace and we sang, bless this house and then we went home. It had been five months. Five months. We thought we're going and we're coming back the following week but it had been five months and um, nobody ever expected 
that it's going to take us this long, before we realize we are now a Facebook church. What a shock. <laughs> before we realize you are now an online church. And um, some of you didn't have data, so you never, never enjoyed the church properly. What a shock. But it's been unexpected season of uh, all sorts of things. But the thing is that for these five months, we have not had any traumatic news. We have had all sorts of challenges, but somehow, God, are you clapping your hands for the Lord? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, it's been, it's been so many weeks and months we're expecting, oh, by Easter we'll be here. And Easter came and we're at home. To our surprise, sometimes some of us will walk into the church to come and do a recording. It was almost depressing. When will this church be used again? After God had blessed us, it's a beautiful place and all that. But somehow, some way, God has kept us by his power. Amen. grace of God. Somebody say amen. amen. So much has happened, but God has been gracious to us, and we are alive. So, we are seeing each other's face. Glory and thanks to Jesus. Amen. And um, before we took the break, Bishop Toss was with us, but as you are here, Bishop Toss is not here. It's part of the move of God. Somebody say amen. Bishop Toss is now at Teshi. But now whilst we're on break, and while, not on break, whilst we are at uh, the church of some meeting physically, we're online, and we are still online. So in case, for whatever reason, you're not able to come to church, 
our online services will still be very, very strong. So you must always connect and be part of the service. Now, God has blessed us as a church. The Bible says that when Christ ascended, he gave us a gift. Now, that is the blessing that God gives us. One of the signs of God's blessing is to give you somebody into your life, bring somebody into your life. God, as the Bible says that when Christ, he gave us gifts, the gift of apostle, the gift of prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. The gift that God gave you is not a house or a BMW, but a gift of a man. And we are so grateful to God in this church. Before we recessed on the 10th of, the, of, of March, this was the Kadesh. But as you have come back, it has become Greater Love Cathedral. It's a good place to clap your hands for the Lord. That is the blessing of belonging to this ministry. We are used to changes and we welcome changes gladly, joyfully, and with all our hearts. Say amen. amen. So that is it. And um, Greater Love, this now, the, you know, in light as we have several denominations, 17 or so, 18 denominations. Now, Greater Love is one of the denominations in the church, in the organization, UD. And now, so this is now the headquarters of the Greater Love denomination. I thought you are clapping your hands with some joy. Hallelujah. And uh, we are very, very, very excited. As for changes, we are always, we are always, they're always welcome, isn't it? We embrace the change with all our hearts. And we are grateful to God for this morning because since it's the headquarters of the Greater Love uh, Church um, uh, denomination, the chairman of the Greater Love denomination, this is now his seat. Can I have an amen? So the chairman of Greater Love, you know, like one of the denominations A and the Catholic Cathedral as a chairman and every other denomination have different chairmen. And then, so the chairman of the Greater Love Cathedral this is his seat, and this is his office. This is his, his pulpit. So I want you to receive the wonderful gift God has blessed us. Now, this man of God I'm about to introduce to you, I'm sure you've heard him preach a number of times on Facebook. So we have met him personally. He joined the church in January 1993. He's, he looks young, but he's very, because he's handsome, that's why he looks young. But he's very, very anointed. Amen. And he has been in the church since he joined. He said, since he entered the church, he's never looked back. And God has used him in so many places. He has started many churches. He has preached in many, many parts of um, the world, in many of our branches. He's also a builder. He has built many of some of our cathedrals and many church buildings. And God has blessed him. And God has been gracious to him. And by the way, I'm still around. In case you think I'm going anywhere, I'm still around by the grace of God. But my work has changed. I'm doing other things and helping new churches and uh, helping to plant and to establish other churches. But we are grateful to God that God has given us one of the best. Somebody say the best. I didn't hear you. Shout the best. He's such an anointed minister with such prophetic grace on his life. How, few, how many of you love prophets? You love prophets. God has brought you a prophet. Amen. Such an anointed man of God. I've been relating with him for so, so many years. And I, can't ha I don't have any doubt that God is going to take this church and this ministry to a level you have never imagined before. 
So I'm excited this morning to welcome to our pulpits, physical pulpits. I've been preaching online for a while, but I want you to stand to your feet and let's welcome Bishop Ernest Ayi. Come on, welcome him. Welcome him upstairs. Hallelujah. Please take your seat for a minute. Wow. I, I can't believe I'm here, Bishop Saki. <laughs> Hallelujah. Forgive me, but I have dreaded this day. <laughs> for some time. Um, um, I, I, want to say, I want to say a very big thank you to our father, the, the presiding bishop of our denomination. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, for, this, for, this, for this honor he has given me to come and serve uh, in this family. Um, I deem it a great privilege. I believe that service, service are more blessed than the saved. So I, I always choose to serve. So having this opportunity to serve, I deem it a great honor um, for, for being chosen to serve. When I came here and... Um, I saw the work that has been done here. I mean, I went through a few of the things that Bishop Saki has done here. I was telling him one of them that, I mean, if, if I knew that, I would have done it where I was, where I was coming from. I mean, such an amazing work, such a great work, you know. And um, one reason why I think that I'm more blessed is that I'm not, I'm not anywhere else but the church that Bishop Saki pastored. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you would realize that um, like Bishop Isaac Sally, his title is Bishop. We had Bishop Isaac Sapo here. He said, my name, is, my name is Bishop Ernest, but my title is, my name is Ernest Ayim, and my title is Bishop. You know, and then we also refer to um, Bishop Saki as Bishop Saki. You know, but we, we, we must not be deceived by the title. Yes. I'm called Bishop. He's called Bishop. Um, but to inform you, he led me to Christ. <laughs> Do you get it? So there's, a, there's an adage, there's an adage in our local dialect which says that, you see, no matter the amount of beer 
that you have, you must always remember that it came to meet the eyebrow. <laughs> Is it true? Is it true? Yeah, so um, we may have the same title, it sound Bishop Bishop, but um, Bishop Saki is in his own class. Yeah, and I feel that I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I was scared when I was, it was mentioned to me that you are going to former Kadesh. I was scared. I said, no, anywhere else. Where Bishop Saki is, I beg, you know. But I, I, I wasn't confident enough to tell my father that. So please don't tell him I said it. <laughs> you know, but it's such a blessing, and um, I feel very privileged to be here and uh, to serve here. It is my prayer that you will pray for me, that God will give me grace to be able to serve. Hallelujah. Um, it, 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 it will be difficult to sleep having seen what Bishop Saki for the past six years has done to, to make us see what we are seeing today. It will be very difficult to sleep and to slack. So I need grace so that what he has been able to do, um, I would follow, I will follow suit. I know that when you are when you are promoted or when you go up, what you do to go up, when you get up, you don't stop it. Because if you stop, if you stop what you did to go up, you will come down. It is the same thing that will sustain you up there. That is why I covet the grace that God gave or God has given Bishop Saki, which has led to what we are seeing. I covet that grace so that one can stay at the place that he has lifted this ministry to and then to wherever he destined this ministry to be. I had a target of 10,000 and my bones were shaking. But I believe that as he prays for me, the grace of God will be available and will be able to get there. Hallelujah. So to also let you know, like Bishop Saki said, he's, he's really not going anywhere. I'm only the resident bishop. Is that not the case, Bishop Isaac? Yes, I'm, I'm the resident bishop. So anytime Bishop Saki returns from his journey, he doesn't have any other church but the Greater Love Cathedral. Yes. Is it is it possible that the history of this church will be written and Bishop Saki will not be mentioned? It's not possible. That is why, um, pardon me, or even, this, even, even if he doesn't agree with me, this is his church. <laughs> Hallelujah. And whenever he comes around, he comes into the country, this is where he would be. And anybody who wants to invite him to minister in their church, they need to write a letter to us and seek permission. <laughs> Hallelujah. Otherwise, it's, it's not going anywhere. Hallelujah. So I'm very happy. I'm very happy that I'm here. You know, Bishop Saki is one, one, one um, bishop that 
many people, not only me, many people have desired to work, to work under. You know, um, I have observed very critically that anyone I know who has worked with Bishop Saki has gone up. None of them is ordinary. Every one of them is doing well. I don't know. I believe that he has some injection that he gives them. So this is my time also. Uh, so it can't be that Bishop Saki is leaving. No. I'm only his resident pastor so that I can also enjoy what he has been giving to the other people which has made them doing well today. Hallelujah. I told my wife that, um, well, she has enjoyed Bishop Saki for some years. Uh, we didn't have the privilege, but now it is my time. Uh, now it's also my season to have uh, Bishop Saki. It's, so, it's, it's, it's such a blessing to have him, I mean, at close range, chatting. Uh, I mean, eating fried yam together. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a blessing. It's, it's a great honor. And um, I want Bishop Saki to know that I don't take it for granted. Um, it's, it's a privilege. I know many bishops would desire that they have this privilege I have today. And um, I want to say thank you very much. God bless you for all the powerful and amazing things you have done here. Hallelujah. How many of you agree with me that it's not easy to preach when Bishop Saki is sitting down? Thank you very much. Really, Pastor Rosemary, that's why I like you. You speak the truth. Yeah. I told him that I, I, I pleaded with him to preach today, but he scared me. So I took it back. <laughs> you know, he warned me that if I bring it up again, I won't even see him. So I said, no, it's better at least. Let, let me preach. Hallelujah. So I'm, 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 I'm going to do my best. I don't know what you haven't heard in this church. I don't know what new thing I'm bringing. This is Bishop Sackett's church. You get it? Uh, we, 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 we have listened to him over the years. I mean, I don't know what Bishop Saki has not preached. So please, don't, don't give me the ruler of Bishop Saki. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll try, I'll try my best. And um, I trust God that um, we'll be blessed today. But it's a, it's, a, it's a great joy to be back in church. I haven't seen people like this for a while. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's such a blessing that um, we, we, we went away for some time. And um, by the grace of God, like Bishop Saki said, we have not had any bad news. Even those who got infected by the virus, by the grace of God, none has lost their lives. Everyone has recovered. At least as many as I know, they, every, sorry, everyone has recovered very beautifully and um, we are grateful to God for this uh, mercy and grace. Because others had it, they, didn't, they couldn't make it. Yes, so for, for us to have had people who were infected and are alive today and are well and have tested negative it can only be by the grace of God and for that we want to give glory to God please help me put your hands together let's appreciate God hallelujah Bishop Saki you are still here <laughs> hallelujah so um, I want to share something um, 
very little, but I believe that it would, um, it would be a blessing to us. I'm sure that uh, I'll be out of words, not time, <laughs> so pardon me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this beautiful, beautiful morning. We are grateful for this privilege to come back to church. What an opportunity. You have actually shown us the value of what we had. Perhaps we didn't take it as serious as we should have. But Father, thank you even for that lesson. Thank you for gathering us once again under your feet. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will instruct us, you would correct us, you would guide us, you would influence us, you will rebuke us, you will encourage us through the power of your word and let your name be glorified. I pray that you breathe upon your word this morning. Let your word bring life to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you this morning in Jesus' name. And may I hear somebody shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So um, 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 I'll be sharing from this book. It's called, It is a Great Thing to Serve the Lord. A very powerful book written by our father. Um, as you know, uh, Bishop Doug would want to be everywhere. You know, he want to be everywhere, minister everywhere. You know, but you know that it is not practical. So he has sent his children to, to be where he would have loved to be. So if Bishop Doug were to be here, what would he preach to us? What would he tell us? So we are just messengers. What God has given him to give to his flock is what we are bringing to you because he's not able to come here physically himself. Hallelujah. So if you, you, you see me or you hear me preaching from the book, that is, that this is the message that God gave Bishop Doug. If he were here today, he would have preached this message. So I'm just bringing to you um, the message that God has given him. Hallelujah. And um, I like, one of the things I like doing is um, when I pick a book to study, um, it leads me to other areas, you know. And I've been so blessed by this book. So I'm going to introduce this book to us today. Okay, um, I, I don't know if I will open the book yet because if I open the book, it will be too serious. So I would introduce the book to you, the cover, the cover of the book. We start reading from the cover. So let me introduce the cover of the book to you and I'm sure that in due course, um, we'll continue. Hallelujah. Are you here? Genesis chapter 24. Genesis chapter 24. Hallelujah. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Why, why would you say something is great? It's a, somebody may say it's a great thing to work for. Um, what are the big companies around? MTN. Why is it great to work for MTN? <laughs> Talo Oil. Why is it great to work for Talo Oil? People feel good when they work for certain organizations. Do you know why? It is because, you see, whatever benefit you get from the organization is dependent on what the organization has. Is nobody can, can pay you more than what they can afford. 
I know people who have who who have overqualified for their for their post, their position. They have overqualified. Some of them they deliberately reduce their certificates so that they are employed because they are afraid that the company will say that we cannot pay you with this certificate. Do you understand? Because nobody can pay you more than what they can afford. That is the reason why you can have a security man in the White House in America and a security man at Jubilee House. They are all doing security job, but what comes to them is different. Is that not it? Yes. What, what a security man in the White House may be earning, uh, uh, maybe a doctor, a professor here will not end that. So it's all dependent on where you are. Okay, so somebody will say it's, it's, it's a great thing to work in the White House because of what comes to you. Is that, not, is that not the case? So it's a great thing to serve the Lord. You see, why? Because of what happens to you when you serve the Lord. Hallelujah. What happens to you when you serve God? What becomes of you when you serve God? What, what, what do you turn out to be when you serve God? Hallelujah. And I believe that this is the greatest gift ever you can have. The best thing that happened to me in life is the opportunity to serve God. Hallelujah. Uh, you are free. Clapping is, is no charge. It's free. So you are free to clap if you want to clap. Hallelujah. So it's a great thing to serve the Lord. Now, um, Psalm 65, verse, I believe verse 4. Psalm 65, verse 4. Has a very, this is a very popular scripture that you all know. Hallelujah. Psalm 65. It says that, verse 4 in particular. It says that, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest, and causes to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even thy holy temple. Hallelujah. Blessed, you are blessed to be chosen by God to approach to him, to come to him. And I believe that anyone who has the opportunity to serve, you are blessed. You are blessed to be chosen. Now, what can, what can make you God's choice? What can make you God's choice? That is what I want us to look in Genesis chapter 24. What can make you God's choice? It's, it's a blessing to be chosen by God. It's a blessing to be selected by God. It's a blessing to be allowed by God to approach. But what is it that God will look at to select you in particular? In my fam when I look into my family, I haven't, I have not seen, uh, th this is the first time in, the, in, in our family that there's a bishop. <laughs> there has never been a bishop. I remember when one of my aunties came for my consecration, um, after, the, after the service, she came to me and she said that, how I wish that your, 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 your grandmother was here to see, to see that today, also in her family, there's a bishop. Hallelujah. First time ever. You know, why, why has God chosen me? Why? It's a great privilege. It's a great blessing. 
And I say to the glory of God, when I stand in my family today, it's clear, like black and white. Yeah. One day, one day, one day, my father, um, my father said to me, a, a friend of mine came to visit me at home. Please, I'm raising the curtain for this meeting, so please. <laughs> my, my, a friend came to me, and um, my father saw him. Then, then I wasn't working. I worked for some time, and um, I came home. I used to work with a hotel. And one of the serious issues I had, and I realized I couldn't take it again, that every night I have to separate a fight between a prostitute and a client. Yes. And I said, that, what, what a job, what a job to do. Yeah, <laughs> what a job to do. Yeah, I have to, I have to separate them. I have, to, I have to try and talk to calm the prostitute down because he, if she makes noise, it affects the other guests in the house and it can affect our sales. So I have to always calm them down. I said, what, 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 what kind of work is this? Yeah, and you'll be there and a, a, a guest will come. Uh, I, have this, I have this film. Please put it in because we control everything centrally. So you have to put it in, check and see that everything is working because he wants to watch it in his room. Yes, and you can imagine the kind of movie he's bringing. And as I'm there, I have to check and watch and make sure that the thing is okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't a nice job. <laughs> so I decided to check out, you know, but, but it was also paying amazingly well. Yeah, amazingly worse. You, you don't have to rely on your salary. Yeah, because you can be going every day as you go home, like $100 or 100 pounds. Or, every time you are going home, I mean, you are excited. Monetary, <laughs> in monetary terms, you know. But I looked at all these things and I said, look, I, I can't continue like this. I'll follow money and uh, my, my ministry will be spot. I won't be able to serve God, blah, blah. So I checked out. Now, when I checked out, I had, I had the most painful and unpleasant experience of my life. I've never had that since I was born. You know, and no money again. You can't do anything. You have to rely on your father. You have to eat from your father's kitchen. And one day, I remember I went to my father's kitchen. I dished out rice and some nice stew there just when I was about to eat. Then somebody came to the kitchen and the person passed a comment. Eh? That comment took appetite from my mouth. Yes. I, I left the food there and, and went. I couldn't touch the food. Passed a comment. And that comment had to, had to do with how I depend on my father's kitchen at that age. So I decided to. I left the food. It was very painful. I was home one day and then a friend of mine came. He was working with Pricewater and Coopers. So um, one of our lecturers happens to be there. So apparently he was sent by the, that lecturer to come and collect my CV because they want me to uh, come there. I did very well in his, his, his subject. So he said I should come. So the guy came to the house and um, he came in his white car, white Nissan car in his white linen shirt, starched, standing on him like a statue. Nice trousers, polished shoe. Hey, the guy got up with a nice haircut. You know, we used to be in school together, so my father knew him. 
So he stepped out and entered the house, and my father saw him. He said, oh, I'm looking for Ernest. So my father called for me. When I came, this man, the man was, my friend was standing here, and I was standing there. And my father would look at my friend and look at me, and look at my friend, and look at me, and look at my friend, and look at me. Yeah. Then in my language, he said, Yakagbomo, and he left. <laughs> Yakagbomo means good for nothing. Yeah, it means you are good, but unfortunately, your goodness is not needed by anything and anybody. Yeah. You know, listen, it's as if they have they've driven a knife through my heart. Yeah, I felt it. So the guy came and said all that he would say, and then he left. Then, um, many waters passed under the bridge, and I got the opportunity to be in church. I mean, just when I was about to go there, I got the opportunity to, to work in the church. So I opted for that, and I left Pricewater and Coopers. You know, now one day my father saw me. After many years have come and gone, he saw me and he said, what would I have done without you? What would I have done without you? You see, what made the difference? The difference was because of the opportunity God gave me to approach to him. Now, the gentleman, the gentleman who came to my house, you know, he left for the UK. He went to read accountancy or something in the UK. He got employed in Ghana from the UK. He came to Ghana. He got the employment whilst he was in the, one of the big telecommunication companies in Ghana um, employed him to come and be the accountant in Ghana. And he came all the way from the UK. I mean, he came unrubble, unrubble, but... You know, when he came, there's something that he didn't have that by the grace of God, God gifted me with. is service. <laughs> service. Service. So this gentleman, as he came to Ghana, he got in touch with friends and then friends got him, okay, Friday night, let's go, let's go clubbing, let's go here, let's go that. So, I mean, they were doing that and happy around. One, one, one unfortunate night when they went, I mean, he was drunk and he decided to drive himself, you know. As he was going home, he just drove straight into a packed truck with water, sachet water, packed. Yeah, he died instantly, unfortunately. He died instantly, you know. I was standing there, and I mean, I was in the service. I saw the same person lying down, gone. And by the grace of God, I'm here. Still serving. I'm sure that if he had that privilege of serving, of service in the kingdom, the opportunity to go out there, which, by which he met his untimely death, wouldn't have been. Hallelujah. Service made the difference. Some of you, I believe that your greatest deliverance uh, is that you are in church today. Yeah. 
your greatest deliverance is that you are serving in the choir. Your greatest deliverance is that you are playing instruments. Your greatest deliverance is that you are a shepherd, something. Hallelujah. So there is something that as I bring my message, short message to a close, there is something that God looks at to choose you. To be chosen is special. To be chosen is a blessing. To have the privilege to be seated here to listen to the word of God. Some people feel that we are not normal. We are not normal to be in church every Sunday. They find something very wrong with it. I remember a lady came to visit us at home uh, from America. When she entered my room, she picks this book. Something, it's a great thing to serve the Lord. She picks this book. Tell them. She picks this book. That. I said, ah, why is your life boring like that? See, your life is boring. There's nothing exciting about you. Everything, God, 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 God. They find something wrong with it. They, they don't, they feel we are not normal. But it's okay. We, we, we choose not to be normal. There is something that makes this the way it is. Let me just share with you 24, Genesis 24, and then we'll be closing. Genesis chapter 24. Hallelujah. Um, please, this is not the way I preach. Today, I'm, I have to be a good boy, extremely good boy. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be. Uh, my father is here. You know, when your father is, you behave, you have to behave well. Hallelujah. Are you here? Let's, let's, let's read this from verse 1. Let me read for you. Please follow me. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant, the eldest servant of his house, that rule over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. Please, I want you to note the word hand. H-A-N-D. I'll tell you something about it. He said that, I pray thee, put thy hand. Where is your hand? Can I see your hand? Your hand. Your hand has how many fingers? Five fingers. I'll tell you something about that. Put thy hand under my thigh. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of, and the, God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son, of the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country, and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abram said unto him, Beware, that, beware thou that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall, he shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou will be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his hand under his thigh, under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swear unto him concerning this matter. And the servant took ten camels. You know, camels now are cars. Ten camels 
of the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master were in his hand and he rose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor and he made his camel to kneel down without the city it means outside the city by the well of water at the time of the evening even the time when women go out to draw water and he said Lord listen to this prayer that um, Eliezer prayed he said, Lord, the Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water. Then the daughters of the men of the city come to draw water. And let it be, let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher. I pray thee that I may drink and she shall say drink and I would give thy camels thy camels drink also let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac and, and thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto my master hallelujah very interesting story. I'm closing with this. Very interesting story. Abraham knew he was going to die. So he wanted a wife for his son Isaac. So now we have Abraham. Okay, as the father. We have Isaac as the son. And then we have, we have Eliezer as the servant. Okay, so the father instructed the servant. Now go and get me, get a wife for my son Isaac. But to get a, son, a, a, a wife for him, I need you to vow. I need you to vow to me. So I need you to put your hand, your five fingers under my thigh and swear that you will not do anything contrary to what I am telling you to do. He agreed and went. Now, when you went, when you read further, when you read further, you realize when Eliezer got there, after that prayer he prayed, when he got there, Rebecca had just come to fetch water. And when you go into it, you realize that where they fetch the water, is some downstream. You have to descend somewhere, fetch the water, and climb up. But he made a prayer that, Father, the one who would be the wife or the son of my master, let that one be the person that when I ask for water, now listen to what he said. There are two things that he said. When I ask for water to drink, let, let her be willing to give me water without argument. Number one. Number two is that let her, without me asking, let her be willing to fetch water to also satisfy my camels without asking. If I see this, I would know what your choice is. If I see this, I would know what your choice is. So he went. When he went, 
Rebecca came to fetch water. When he saw Rebecca, he ran to Rebecca. Please, can I get some water to drink? Then Rebecca said, why not? Have it. You see, Rebecca was not there when Eliezer was praying. She wasn't there. But she fulfilled every condition, every prayer that Eliezer prayed. <laughs> and she didn't know that she was going to be chosen. Oh, I believe there are people here that are about to meet certain conditions which will lead to your being selected, to your being promoted in the name of Jesus. May God put it in your heart. May God put it in your heart to act in a way that would demand that you are chosen. Hallelujah. She didn't know what was going on, but she willingly, and the Bible says that God works in us to will. He works in us to desire and to do of his good pleasure. I believe that God chose her because he put a desire in her heart. Listen, desires are spiritual. Yeah, are spiritual. I'll, I'll, I'll talk some more about this on Tuesday. They are, they are very spiritual. Desires are not normal. You have a desire to be in church. It cannot be normal. No, no, no. You have a desire to surrender your life to Christ. It is not normal. John 6, 44. It said that no man can come to me except the Father who sent me. Draw the person. You can't come to me. The desire to surrender your life to Christ is because God put it in your heart. He drew you. That is why you came. It's not because you, you wanted to come and you came. No. Desires are spiritual. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God placed it in the heart of Rebecca. And Rebecca, Rebecca, for, she said, take water. She brought down the, the pitcher. And Eliezer drank. And then she said, without being asked, let me also go down and climb up. I'm sure that some ladies will say that nonsense. Are you not a man? Are you not a, you are waiting for me, a lady, to go and fetch the water, climb all the way and come. Nonsense. Go and, go and fetch your water and drink. Why are you lazy like that? Yeah. Some ladies could have told you that easily and walked away. But you would have, you would have known that this is not God's choice. This is not God's choice. God is not choosing this one. <laughs> God is not choosing this one. I'm going somewhere with this. God is not choosing this one. Hallelujah. And amazingly, when, when, when Rebecca went and fetched the water and, and she satisfied 10 camels, they don't drink small amount of water. Yeah. And she went and came, went, came, 10, until everyone, every one of them was satisfied. Then Eliezer asked, where's your father's house? I need to go and see your father. He said, can I have a place in your house? She said, no problem. Let's go. What happened? They eventually put gold on her hand. Gold. And ring on her finger. Now watch this. We have God the Father. We have God the Son. And we have God the Holy Spirit. Now, God the Father wants a bride. He's looking for a bride for his son, Jesus. And you and I know that the church is the bride of Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit is looking for a bride for the son, 
Jesus. Who will he choose? Who will he choose? What would the Holy Ghost look at to choose? The church is not the building. We are the church. We are the bride of Christ. What will make us to be chosen? What will qualify us to be chosen? Remember that the Bible says that when the Spirit of God comes, he would convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. To, con to convict is to convince or to give a reason to believe. <laughs> the, the Holy Spirit would give the world a reason to believe that they are sinners and therefore they need the Savior. And when they come together, they become the church. So it is the Holy Spirit who begats the church. It's the Holy Ghost. It is through the Holy Ghost that we have the church. So the Holy Ghost is the one going to look for a bride for the Son. But he will not just choose everyone. There are things the Holy Spirit will be looking out for to select who the bride, who the bride would be. Will you qualify to be the bride? Something makes us qualify. Something makes us qualify. And number one, the willingness to serve. The willingness to serve. The readiness to serve. Look at Rebecca. Rebecca, Rebecca, Rebecca was a great woman. Yeah. Sometimes we see, we see, we look at what she did. Um, she, got, she got Isaac, uh, Jacob, and then she cooked for Jacob. And Jacob went to take the blessing of, of, his, of his senior brother. He said, this woman, she, she, must be, she must be a very evil woman. No, no, no. You see, contrary. Rich, uh, uh, Rebecca was a spiritual woman. Spiritual woman, I haven't seen some before. She wasn't there when God was having discussion about uh, um, Esau and Jacob. She wasn't there. Yeah. The fact that she had a desire to, to promote Jacob instead of Esau means that she must be very spiritual. Yes. Because that was God's choice. Yeah. That was God's choice. Very spiritual woman. Extremely spiritual. When I read the scripture, I began to love her the more. Very spiritual. She's not cunning, she's spiritual. Yeah. What even looks like, uh, like being a trickster is actually in the perfect will of God. Yeah. <laughs> so look at what Rebecca did. Rebecca was willing to serve, was willing to give what she had to the man, to, the, to Eliezer to drink. And aside that, without being told, she was willing to go and fetch water, bring it to the camels. Go fetch water, bring it to the camels. Go fetch water, bring it until all of them were satisfied. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we like that? Yeah. Sometimes they, we have, they, they have to whine us. Who, who give us 30 reasons why we must do the work of God? Give us 47 reasons why we must visit a soul. Give us 33 reasons why <laughs> you have to pray for somebody. No, the willingness is not there. And this is what keeps some people out. Now listen, you see, when God selects you, he puts gold on your hand. Yes. Yeah. They put gold on the hand of Rachel. He brought something and he gave it to Rebecca. Gave everything to her. When God chooses you, and he will choose you, 
by your willingness to do things when you have not even been encouraged to do it. Yeah. You go on your way to win your own way to win souls. You go on your way to visit people. You, you on your way, you, you on, on your own, I, I call you, you preach to people. You pray for people. Your willingness to do these things, it qualifies you to be a bride. Hallelujah. Service is what qualifies you. Service is what makes you to be chosen, to be selected. Hallelujah. I remember when we were becoming pastors, Bishop asked us, um, why should you be, wh why do you think we should make you a pastor? Then he said, okay, please, now everybody, you can blow your horn. Just blow your horn. Why should you be a pastor? In this church, what I've realized is that before you are appointed or you are put in a position, you must have been functioning in that position. Yeah. So the title is given to you to confirm what you have already been doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. That is why one of the things you should fear in this church is when you are given a title. No, 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 no. You should. Yeah, you will be trembling. Yeah. I've been at meetings that challenge. I, I, I asked myself, so how did I get here? How did I get into there? I wish the ground would open for me to enter immediately. Yeah. It's work. <laughs> service. Service. Service is what qualifies. So I began to, okay, I was a, I was a, a secretary of, um, I was a, a leadership international. Then we have leader, leadership, leadership international. I was a traveling secretary. And, and I went, I mean, all the Cape Coast schools, I've preached everywhere, Volta region, Eastern region, everywhere, every weekend. There's no weekend that I was in Accra. Uh, no weekend, every weekend. So I said, this is what I've done. I've been serving this way. Yeah. You want to be made a pastor? <laughs> what qualifies you? It is service. Your being chosen is because of service. Not because there is, there is a desire to distribute gifts or distribute positions or titles. It is your service that qualifies you. Why would somebody be promoted? Why? If you have a, a company and you want to promote somebody, who would you look at? Would you look at somebody who does nothing? Would you look at somebody who comes to work anytime they like and they do whatever they like, they never meet targets? Is that the person you promote? Is that the person you will choose? Why do you expect that God will choose such a person? Here, you look at the, the hard-working person. Why do you think that Bishop Saki had been chosen to do the apostolic work? Yeah, why do you think he has been chosen? Look at what he has done in six years in being this place. People have pastored church for 20 years and they don't have half of what we are seeing here. For 20 years. Yeah, six years. Almost six years. Look at what we are seeing. And Bishop says that the reward for hard work is more work. Yeah, that is what qualifies you. Service qualifies you. Service would make you to be chosen. Service will make you to be selected. Service. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I had a church member who was working in one of the government offices. And I said, so what do you do when you go to work? He said, oh, we watch television. We watch television and then we come home. Unless there's an emergency or something that we do. And, and she's, she was happy. And I said that, look, don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. The government is wasting you. Don't be happy that you are not doing anything. 
So you can go and do your other businesses and all that. No. When you are not serving, when you are not working, you are losing. Yes, you are losing. Your boss is not there, so you are not working. You, you want to see. When the boss is coming, then you rush quickly and start pretend as if you are doing something. Listen, listen, listen. You see, you are, you are, you are losing. You are doing something evil to yourself. Because, you see, you are denying yourself the opportunity to be selected and chosen for something greater. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. So today, I want to tell us, for us to be selected by God, chosen by God, it is service. Your service is what will give you that great privilege. Great privilege. Hey, there are some things I've never seen in my life. It, we have never experienced it in my family before. I'm the first by the grace of God. And why? Because of what I'm doing. Yeah. Because, of, because of service. It is my greatest. I always say that you can take my car, you can take my, my outfits, you can take my shoes, you can take everything I have. Leave me with service. If I have that, everything you have taken, I'll get it ten times. Ten times. Service. 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 So I pray to God that anyone who, who can hear me this morning, it's my prayer that God will choose you. God will select you. Yeah. God will select you. you. You have no idea. Come to the other side. And then you realize that where you were was nothing. Yeah. Was nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like giving testimonies when I'm preaching. Let me give you one and then I'll close. <laughs> you know, one day, one day I went to preach somewhere. Everything I have had in my life, it is because of service. Everything. Everything I own is because of service. I went somewhere to go and buy land. And I told them, oh, I need, I need two plots. How much is one? Then they gave me the price. So I paid two. Two plots. Then the man said that I will not give you two. I said, hey, why? Are you a whatever? Are you trying to trick me or what? You told me this is the cost. I paid you for two. Why would you not give me two? He said, no, I will not give you two. I was boiling up. He said, I will not give you two. I will give you ten. I said, what are you saying? He said, I am adding to the two you are buying. I'm adding two acres to what you are buying. And he gave me a document. Ten plots I paid for two. He said, oh, so far I'm not giving you two. I'm not giving you, I'm giving you ten. Yeah. I own ten plots with the money of two. Yeah. He said, oh, so far I'm not giving you two. I'm giving you ten. Ten. <laughs> One day I prayed for a gentleman. I prayed for somebody. Oh, God showed me something. He showed me, he showed me a vision. I had a vision I had in the night. How the whole, the whole nation was moving, the, the Accra was moving towards Pram Pram. So then I got the interpretation, I had to go and get a land there. So I went to get a land there. So I was preaching and 
it was one of, the, one of the good examples to use to illustrate something. So I said it. When I said it, somebody sitting in the service immediately marched to Pram Pram and went and bought hundreds of acres, signed an agreement with them and, I mean, to pay the thing in bit and then was selling the plots. After he bought the plot for a certain amount, in about seven days, Eh, the cost of land in that area, area changed. Eh, an example, if you bought it for uh, 500, it changed, in one week it changed to 7,500. And he assigned the document already so the chiefs couldn't change it. You heard that, I mean, the airport was going to move to that area. It just changed everything. Yeah. So you can imagine all the excess money Hundreds of acres. He sold every single one of them. Yeah. Then he walked to me. He said that. He said, I don't know if I was a bishop then, but he walked to me and said, please, uh, come and pray over the land. When I went to pray over the land, he said, now, any land, you, any size you want, take. Yes. He said, take any size. So, I don't know what you would have done, but this is what I did. Yes. One, two, three, four. When I stopped there, I did it this way. One, two. When I got there, anybody who had bought land and his land was within where I've chosen, they have to relocate the person. Yeah. From that day, I never had to buy land. Yeah. I never had to buy land. I never had to buy land. Service. Some time ago, I had I heard of a transfer to Achimota. So I immediately called him. I said, Jack, I think I'm moving to that area. Look for a land there. Any land around. He said, okay, leave it for me. I'll do it. I was there when I was called. Oh, we have found land. Please come. I don't know if you like this one. Come here. Free. When I got that, I said, okay, no, this one I don't like. I want something else. <laughs> Service. What did I do? What did I do? Nothing. Prayed for the person. Service to God led me into that state. That's why I'm saying that. You see, when you are a servant, gold is put on your hand. Gold. They brought Rebecca gold. So if you don't have gold, watch the service. Watch the service. If you don't have gold, watch the service. Yeah. I was in the meeting one day, just like I'm about to close. I was just about to close, then I saw a man at the back in a small vision and in the vision he had like a, they were doing something like tug of war he was holding one side somebody were, and they were pulling I said hey as they were pulling I saw I saw documents flying and when you see documents flying it represents land in the vision so I said ah, no you are fighting over somebody you are fighting with somebody over land eh and God said, I should tell you that he's given you, he's given you that land. He said this, that was his first time that anybody had ever prophesied and prayed for him. Not knowing he had, there was a case in court over a land. Somebody that he helped to travel all over the world. Today, the person was fighting with him over a land. And I said, God has given you the land. I was one day in my office when I got a call. He called me from the court. He said that they have given us the land. Yeah. Then he came to build his company on the land. Do you know what he deals in? He deals in soap, any type of, in shape of soap. 
The rest is history. One day he called me. He called me and said, look, from today, for the rest of your life, you are not buying soap. Yes, any type of soap, liquid soap, powdered soap, cake soap, any soap, you are not buying till you die. Yes, you are not buying. So I don't know how much the cost of soap is. Yes, service. I don't know how much it is. Yeah. <laughs> I took my son there. He saw the box. He said, hey, daddy, is that where you come? Is that where you buy your soap from? Then the man said, no, eh, I've told your daddy he should never buy soap till he dies. So I'll be there and they say, soap is finished. I said, you know what to do. Yeah. And then he go, they come with cartons. Service. I said, if the gold is not there, watch, check the service. Check the service. Check the service. Hallelujah. Yeah, last one, then I close. I prayed for somebody and then she came to me. She works at Woodin, Akramo. She came to me. Now, every year, they said, they take me to the shop. Then they'll tell me, Bishop, Woodin shop. Woodin shop, Bishop. <laughs> That's it. Then they leave me. Bishop, Woodin shop. Woodin shop, Bishop. Yeah. Then they said, please, anything you like in this shop, take it. Anything. And when you do that, when you give me that, it's difficult. Because you don't know, what do I take? What do I leave? You understand? Because you also have to be a bit, you know, yeah. So when I'm going, then I'll go with my daughters. I say, come on, pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they'll start selecting. Everything I take from there. It's free. Yeah. And they said that please keep praying for us. As things change, you, have to, you would have to do this every month. Yes. Yeah. What, what did I do? I, then I told my daughter that. He said, look at everybody buying here. They'll go one bag, two bags, one bag, two bags, one bag. Then they'll go and pay. Then I said, watch us when we are going. Yeah. When we're going, we had four big bags. They just when we were about to step out, one of my daughters said, no, 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 I've remembered first life. They said we should sow something. I want to pass it. Go and pick. Yes. Yeah. And she took it, put it inside. Free. Jewelry, this, that. He said, anything you pick in the shop is free. It's free. It is, it is. I don't buy things with cash. I buy things with service. 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 Hallelujah. I pray that God will put it in your heart. That when even your pastor is not seeing you, when your bishop cannot see you, right where you are, you will serve God from the depths of your heart. And as you serve God, one of the things I've realized is that God, he never rewards in secret. Whatever you do in secret, he never rewards in secret. He will always reward you in the open. Good or bad, always reward you in the open. So as you are there, nobody is seeing you. Nobody can say, well done. You have done well. And you are in your corner and you are winning souls. And you are building your basenta or doing the work. As you are doing that, God himself, he will pick you up from the back. Hallelujah. I said he will pick you up from the back. Hallelujah. 
be of Saki. My last example, then I'll close. <laughs> Listen, when we were in school, I was in UPSA, okay, then um, IPS, Institute of Professional Studies. You know, we started a church. When you start a church, you are, um, you are an elder. So we were elders. Then one day a meeting was called at Bayview Hotel. I don't know if you remember. It was a Shiashi. Eh? Bayview Hotel. So we went there. When we got to the meeting, everybody had gathered from, from KNUST, Legon, UCC, Winnie everywhere they had gathered, all the elders. Then we also came from IPS. And then we sat down. When the meeting started, they asked, ah, who are these people? I don't know how they picked us up, but who are these people? He said, oh, this is from UPS. He said, oh, no, no, they are not part of the meeting. He said, we are gathered like this. So one had to get up and walk out. It was as if they had placed cement bags behind my shoulders. How do I get up to go? My assistant and myself were the only ones who were asked out. Everybody else was qualified to be there. We went out. And my assistant was so angry, he used his heel to hit somebody's car wing. I said, hey, don't bring us more problems. Our luck is that the driver was not there. He broke the wheel cap and then we, 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 we bolted. But I was very angry. Listen, the guy got hurt, he left church. Yes. But I stayed and I decided to serve and to, and to press on. <laughs> you won't believe it. As I stand here as the chairman of Greater Love Denomination, by the grace of God, eh, there is nobody in that room at that time where I was asked to excuse everybody. As I speak to you, nobody is a chairman of any denomination. Yes. Nobody. 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 One, I was the one that God, God brought it to me. He said, look, look at it. Be grateful. Be grateful. Look at it. Nobody in that, when I was being consecrated a bishop, there was none in that room where I was asked to excuse everybody. Who was a bishop then? Nobody. And God said, watch it. He must tell you something. Be grateful. Listen. Serve wherever you are. Don't wait for anybody to see you, to clap for you. If you receive clap from men, God will not clap for you. Yeah. Be there and work with your heart. Work from your inside, knowing that the God we deal with, there's nothing, there's nothing that, is, that is closed. Everything is open and naked before him. He will see you where you are. And do you know the amazing thing? He will pick you from there. And when he picks you, everybody will see you. God bless you. Please stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this day. We are grateful to you for your word. Help us to be servants in the name of Jesus because it is a great thing to serve you. Give us this privilege in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you are here this 
morning you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior if you die today you are not sure where you spend eternity you want to say that please pray with me I want to surrender my life to Jesus he's the one who makes the difference if you are here like that and you want to surrender your life to Jesus I want to see your hand wherever you are standing I want to see your hand I, I, I want to be born again I need Jesus in my life wherever you are standing I want to see your hand only your right hand above your head wherever you are standing and I'm going to pray with you I'm going to pray with you I can see your hand there I can see your hand there you want you want to surrender this life to Jesus I can see your hand I can see your hand I want you to pray this prayer after me I want everyone to join us but before we pray can you can you step forward can step forward please social distance okay maintain social distance as they come God bless you can you come forward let's pray very quickly social distance space them now say together everyone say heavenly father i come to you today today just as i am just as i am i believe i believe with all my heart with all my heart that jesus that jesus died for me died for me he shed his blood shed his blood because of my sins because of my sins today today i receive jesus i receive jesus as my lord as my lord and savior and savior thank you father thank you father for saving me for saving me in jesus name in jesus name amen amen God bless you for listening to this anointed message. We believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive messages regularly. For prayer and counseling, please call or WhatsApp plus 233-27-974-7173. Until next time, stay under open heavens.